You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hello, gorgeous. How you doing? I've been thinking about how I could share astrological insights with you from 2020, what is still left to come, and then what you can expect from 2021. And I just thought the easiest way for me to be able to share all of this with you is in a solo podcast episode, because this year has been a lot. Um, My interpretation is that I have experienced every single emotion on the emotional scale, and it feels like it's all been rolled into one in 2020. I've actually experienced some of my greatest moments, and I wanted to ask you, have you experienced some of your greatest moments as well? But I've also experienced some of the most challenging moments too. But I always truly believe that when we are faced with adversity and challenges, it's there to help us to grow and expand and to become the best version of ourselves. So I know for so many of us, we've been pushed to extremes this year. We've been like, it's felt like, I don't know about you, but I felt like at times I've been standing on the edge of a cliff and I need to just take a really big deep breath and continue to keep moving forward and to trust the process throughout. And there's been so many reasons astrologically as why some of you may be feeling like this. I think it's definitely been a year of transformation and change. And if you have been following some of the insights that I have been sharing throughout the year, I knew that 2020 would be challenging. Did I think it would be this challenging? Probably not. But am I surprised? I'm actually not. And so I'm really looking forward to 2021. But anyway, we're still in October and we've still got some work to do, babe. So I thought what I would do first is give you a little bit of a recap on 2020. What's still left to come, astrologically speaking, so you can, I suppose, be a little bit more strategic with how you expand uh, your energy or expend your energy moving forward. And then what is it look like moving into 2021 because you've probably heard a lot online whether you've been listening to some of the things I've been sharing or whether you follow some other astrological insights and sources is that we have experienced a lot of planetary retrogrades this year but that's actually not unusual so planetary retrogrades is a bit of a 411 recap is that when a planet appears that it's going backwards but it's actually not and so energetically speaking it's going to mean that things are going to be more challenging than normal so to give you a good example of this as most people know about mercury retrograde um, it's the most well-known retrograde as it happens three times a year and when mercury when we're faced with mercury retrograde it 
normally means that communication, because Mercury represents the planet of communication, because in Greek mythology, Mercury is known as the messenger of the gods, is that because it's um, going essentially backwards, I say that with uh, air quotes, (laughs) is that communication is challenged more than it normally is. So that's why there's a lot of known sources of like making sure you back up your computer prior to Mercury retrograde, making sure that you are double checking everything, um, yet you probably shouldn't be buying electronics or signing contracts in Mercury retrograde as there just may be some things that you may miss or you may be disappointed. And so that's to give you an example of Mercury retrograde. Now, the the beautiful news is, is Mercury is about to go retrograde, which I'm going to give you those dates shortly. But when a planet is retrograding, it does, it creates challenges. It gives us a period of time to stop and reflect and to stop pushing and hustling. We've had a lot of planets retrograding this year, but what's been made them more challenging than normal because we've still got planets retrograding next year too and some of the same planets as this year right but it's more the zodiac sign that they're retrograding in and then the aspects that they create with each other so the planets dictate the flavor of what we're going to experience but dependent on what zodiac sign they're in really is when this flavor is brought to life and then depending on what aspect so how are the planets talking to each other what are they activating is the activation that's taking place positive challenging negative not that I think anything's negative in astrology but for some of us it may feel negative at the time is that's going to determine how much we're feeling that as a collective. And I think that you can absolutely agree if you're listening to this that this year has been a bit of a head fuck and it's definitely pushed us to extremes. And the reason why is that we've had three key planets that have been retrograding this year, but they've been retrograding in the zodiac sign of Capricorn. And you may be able to think about a Capricorn in your life right now. You may have a lot of Capricorn in your chart, but Capricorn energy is very persistent. It's dedicated and it's responsible. And Capricorn is actually ruled by Saturn. And because Saturn is like the policeman of the Zodiac, Saturn is all about rules and responsibilities. It's all about structure and um, how, like processes. And when you've got planets retrograding in the zodiac sign of Capricorn, which is quite tunnel vision. This is why it's been so challenging for so many of us. And there's been a lot of conjunctions that have taken place and conjunctions are when planets are essentially amplifying each other because they're like almost directly on top of each other. So we've been feeling things tenfold probably more than ever before on a collective level. So let's talk about these three key planets that have been retrograding in Capricorn, um, plus some of the other things that um, have still influenced us throughout the course of the year. So Pluto is the planet of birth, death, and transformation. So in Greek mythology, Pluto is referred to as God of the underworld. So if you think about that reference, it's about getting to the depths of things. It's about letting go of 
anything that no longer serves you so that you can make room to be open to receive. And Pluto is an outer planet. And so it doesn't affect us like our personality, like the inner planets do. But depending on, like say for instance with your natal chart, if an outer planet is making an aspect or communicating to one of your inner planets or your luminaries, which is your sun and your moon, it can heavily influence how you show up in this world. And the same goes when we think about the planetary action in the sky right now. And some of you may be feeling it more than others because Pluto, the planet of transformation, may be aspecting one of your key placements in your natal chart. And so you may be going through transformation and change like more than your BFF. And it may be because it's activating your chart and not hers. So this is how um, everything is interconnected in astrology and... I know I'm getting a little bit off track here, but I think it's worth mentioning now is that every single zodiac sign is a part of who you are. However, because every single zodiac sign is in a natal chart, even if you don't have a planet in a particular house in your natal chart, you'll still have a house ruler. And so I think that Knowing that your every single zodiac sign, but some um, have more of a fuller expression in your natal chart than others, it's why some of you will be feeling this more than others. It's why some of you have been navigating this and just merging ahead and like doing what you can do to like get through the year. Some of you had had to sit with yourself and really allow all of the feelings to wash over you. And I know some of you too have just been like going, what the fuck? <laughs> and so that's to give you some insight into why we experience things so differently. It all depends what's being activated specifically for you. But I'm pretty sure that you would wholeheartedly agree with me that we're all feeling it right now and we're just feeling that in a different in different extremes is probably the best way to explain it. So I'm sorry I got a little bit of off track of then, but I wanted to highlight that for you. And so with Pluto, um, Pluto's essentially just gone direct, but Pluto retrograde in Capricorn has meant that as a collective, that transformation and change has had to occur. We've had to adapt. We've had to do that with coronavirus. Um, really incredible movements like Black Lives Matter. Um, I think definitely we're going to continue to still see the, the effects with um, the US political elections that are coming up as well. So there's still a lot of change that we need to go through as a collective. And um, it's been heavy <laughs> because Capricorn is all about like being super persistent. So even though you may not have been ready for that transformation, Pluto was going to push you to the depths anyway. We've also had Saturn retrograding in Capricorn as well. And Saturn represents rules and responsibilities, as I mentioned to you before, because Saturn rules Capricorn. So we've got Saturn in Capricorn, which is its ruler, which is like a positive aspect, but because it's retrograding, it's just meant that things have been so much more challenging. Um, because 
uh, Capricorn's guiding principle is I complete. It's all about completing things on our to-do list and charging ahead. And because Saturn was retrograding for the majority of this time frame throughout the year, it's made it more difficult to get ahead. And so you've probably found there's been bursts of inspiration. You've had bursts of like being able to tackle your to-do list. And then there's been times where you've just had no energy whatsoever. And that's because at the same time as Saturn has been retrograding, it's also been forming conjunctions with Pluto, which has meant that this like transformation energy has just been like tenfold and so the beautiful news is thank goodness is that Saturn has gone direct woohoo super excited um but we'll be feeling other effects because of other planets that are affecting us right now but hey I'm not gonna complain and I'm just like super excited um that Saturn is now direct which is amazing we've also had Jupiter uh, retrograding in Capricorn too. Hello. And Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Think luck, awards, and rewards. And I love Jupiter energy because Jupiter rules Sagittarius. And so it's all about like higher learning and philosophy and metaphysical concepts and spirituality. And Jupiter in Capricorn in retrograde as you've probably picked up already, there's a bit of a theme to this, it makes it more challenging again. So you've either felt forced to expand this year, whether it be your perspectives, whether it be pivoting in your business, whether it be just even maybe within the people in your community, your relationships, how you structure your day-to-day, whatever that looks like, is that we've had that restructuring energy with Saturn retrograde, but then expanding our perspective and like looking at how we can do things differently, we've been forced to look at that as well. And um, Jupiter, amazing as well, has also gone direct, which is incredible. But it's just, again, there's been pockets of time where you've probably felt um, that you are seeing things through a new lens and then there's been times where you just can't see the forest through the trees and that from my perspective is what Jupiter and Capricorn retrograding is all about. So all of these beautiful planets have been retrograding, yes, and they've all gone gone direct now. Woohoo! Amazing. However, we're not done yet as you probably envisioned and so What's still to come and what are we experiencing right now for the remainder of 2020? So currently we are in Mars retrograde in Aries. And so Mars retrograde happens once every couple of years. And so Mars is the planet of action and assertion. In Greek mythology, Mars is related to the god of war. And so you can think of this as a very emotive planet. It's all about what action steps are you taking, how are you taking action in the world. And it's in the zodiac sign of Aries, which is all about taking action because Aries energy is it's very courageous energy it's impulsive and it's spontaneous because Aries is a fire sign Um, Aries guiding principle is I want so what I've noticed probably more with myself and the clients that I've been working with right now because we've got um, 
Mars retrograding until the 14th of November. So we've still got over, you know, five weeks of this energy and we've definitely been feeling the effects over the previous few weeks that it has been retrograding is that it's definitely a time not to take as much action. Yes, you can take action, but it's going to require more energy exertion from you. So just being prepared with that. So say, for example, I have this incredible new program for you, babes, that I have had ready to launch since I finished the last round of Own Your Magic. And it just hasn't felt intuitively right. And a lot of that has had to do with Mars retrograde. Sure, I could launch it into the world, but I may not get the response that I anticipate. And that's what Mars retrograde is all about. It's like, yes, you can take action, but it's going to require more energy from you. And do you have the energy required to take action? I don't know about you, but I haven't. And I'm going to share with you some tips at the end of this episode for what I've been doing to maintain my energy. But really, Mars Retrograde is asking us to grab our popcorn, take a seat, and just watch the world pass us by. The biggest tip I can share with you is just go with the flow. So some days I felt incredible. I've woken up with this incredible energy. I felt like I can take on the world. That's what my energy is normally used to because... I have six planets and fire signs in my natal chart. However, there's been some days where I have felt so tired, so drained. I've had a great night's sleep and I just cannot maintain my equilibrium. So if you're feeling like that right now, know that you're not alone. And that's what can come up when Mars is retrograding. Just keep your emotions in check. Because again, Mars and Aries is all about like high energy, high emotions, low energy, low emotions. And so the more you can maintain your equilibrium for the the people in your life, the relationships in your life, and even for your own energy, um, the better intact you will be at the end of the day. Okay, we've got one more retrograde coming up, which I need to talk about. And... This one is Mercury retrograde, which I mentioned to you at the beginning of this episode when I was talking you through what retrogrades really mean. And we've got Mercury going retrograde from the 14th of October to the 4th of November. And so with retrogrades too, it's really important for me to point out that we do have a shadow period on either side when we're starting to feel the effects of the energy. So even though Mercury is retrograding from the 14th of October, you'll probably start to feel the effects anywhere from seven to 10 days prior. And so because Mercury retrograde is seven days away as of today, as you may already be starting to feel the effects. So my biggest tips for you right now is back up your computer this week, um, sign any contracts that need to be signed, Get clear on your communication. So if you have a business, get clear on what you want to communicate over the next, um, say, four weeks and um, just get tackle those elements on your to-do list that involve you communicating with other people. Um, because of the fact that when Mercury goes retrograde, is your communication will probably be in upheaval. So, and we've got Mercury retrograding in Scorpio. Oh, don't you love that? So, I don't know if you remember, but if you can think back to 
um, say October, November last year, we would have had Mercury retrograding in Scorpio last year as well. I remember for myself that my car battery went dead and I had to spend almost $500 on my car battery because I had um, stupidly left my lights on, which never happens because they're automatic, Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. Um, I had the most challenging time emotionally. I felt like the world was ending. <laughs> so dramatic. That's my Mars and Leo <laughs> conjuncting my ascendant right now. Um, I felt like my business was, I was literally ready to throw everything in with my business. I just felt like, so. I spent like, I pulled so many all-nighters, God knows why, um, because I was trying to get my learning portal, um, all the worksheets done for that at the time. I was just trying to charge ahead and it was affecting my overall well-being. Like I don't know if I've ever had a period of time like that where I just felt like the world was caving in on me. <laughs> I really am prepared for it this year and I absolutely will not be showing up in that same energetic state as I did last year. But that's an example of Mercury retrograde in Scorpio because Scorpio energy, like if you think about it, it's really intense. It's super passionate. It's powerful energy and it's very committed. And so when you've got the planet of communication and your intellect and how you synthesize information in a very intense sign, which is also a water sign. It's all about desire, Scorpio, what, what, what they desire. That's their guiding principle is think about how you're maybe are going to feel like you're emotionally going to the depths. And yeah, it's a really good time to just check in with yourself. So Welcome to the remainder of 2020. So we're not done yet. I'm actually super excited for like mid-November. Like I'm planning to um, create some really cool stuff for you babes over the next few weeks. Um, that also includes not only launching my new program Magnify, it's just about getting the timing right, which I have got a time frame in store, which I will definitely let you know soon. If you um, haven't checked that out yet, you can um, click the link below in the show notes, which will give you some insights into what Magnify is all about if you really want to up-level your astrology over the next 12 months. Um, but also too, I am going to be working on a 2021 astrological calendar for you so that you can map out your dates more effectively, whether that's to coincide with your personal life, or it could be if you have a business and you're wanting to really use the energy to amplify how to expend your energy when it comes to your business too. I've been doing that a lot with my clients one-on-one -on -one because that's something that I do offer. Um, but if you're just wanting something that you can then refer to, uh, that will definitely be live um, in November as well, even maybe before. So stay tuned for that. But if you have been thinking, okay, this information, I've yes, Christy, yes, 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 I've been feeling all of these effects. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, well, what do I do? Like, how do I navigate this time for the remainder of 2020? Because there's still some really great things to come in 2021 as well. And so I don't want you to think this is all doom and gloom. The biggest insight I can give you is that when we're faced with challenging situations and adversity and things not going the way that we had expected or anticipated, 
it's giving us the opportunity to do a couple of different things. First up, it's giving us the opportunity to course correct. So it gives us this ability to seek a bigger picture perspective. So is the path that I'm taking the right path? Is it leading to me, me is it leading me, sorry, to essentially where I want to go? Am I missing something here? Like when I think about that bigger picture perspective, is there something that I haven't taken into consideration? And if I did, would that allow me to work towards my big goals and dreams exponentially and feel more fulfilled throughout the process? Or is it challenging you to strengthen your mental resilience? Is it helping you to work more effectively with your emotions so you do show up and become the best version of yourself? Because through adversity and change and challenge and all of these things that we've been faced with, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm coming out as a new and improved and way more magical version of myself. So I really hope that you do too, because in 2021, the next zodiac sign on the zodiac wheel, so after Capricorn comes Aquarius. So you're going to be feeling more Aquarius energy next year. And I love Aquarius energy because Aquarius is an air sign and Aquarius is very eccentric it's innovative and it's visionary energy. So yeah, we've had to put in the work in 2020, 2020, (laughs) but it allows us to then think bigger and really channel blue sky thinking in 2021, provided you have like done the work this year. If you're still, I'm, I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you have, and you're not as resistant to the transformation that has been happening. But the beautiful thing is, is that we've got some key planets moving into Aquarius like Saturn. And so what I would really encourage you to start leaning in towards over the next couple of months as we start to embark on this brand new year is think about what are your hopes, your goals, your wishes, and your dreams How can you bring them to fruition in the coming year? How can you think bigger? How can you channel blue sky thinking? How can you be a visionary when it comes to your personal life, your relationships? You may even have a business. Like all of these things, um, uh, this energy is really asking us to, you know, expand our horizons. And that's what I love about Aquarius energy. And so it's not just about thinking about like what you want to do in the coming year. How do you want to contribute to society? Because Aquarius energy is all about humanity. So I would be starting to look and reflect on what do you want to achieve in the coming year? And what can you do to make a positive impact, whether it's within your community, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's in your business, like how are you going to contribute at an entirely new level? So that's something that I wanted to leave you with so you could start thinking about that. And I'll be sure to update you on the exact energy that you can anticipate um, as we embark on the new year ahead of us. So to wrap up this episode, I wanted to share with you three key things that I've been doing right now that have helped me to work more effectively 
With this energy, especially right now as Mars is retrograding, as I've found it more challenging, as I mentioned, to maintain my equilibrium, the number one is go with the flow. Like just lean into how you are feeling. I actually have found that's been really challenging. (laughs) I am like a go, go, go person 24-7. Um, thank you, fire signs in my natal chart, which is awesome because I have this like unwavering energy all the time. That has not been the case since Mars went retrograde. So my biggest tip for you for the remainder of not only Mars retrograde, but even for the rest of the year, um, if you're feeling it, is just to go with the flow. That's okay. And I think it's like the most important part to that is give yourself permission to go with the flow and then don't feel guilty about it. Like I just had to realize that the, if I was going to feel guilty about it, that is not going to be good for my overall health and well-being. So I had to drop that in a narrative and I'm just rolling with it. Number two is know your bottom line. And I actually pulled that statement from a previous guest on the podcast, which is Lisa. You can catch her episode, which is number 25, but she has this amazing term that she uses, which is know your bottom line, which is all about building a solid foundation for your day. So it's almost like the non-negotiables that you need to have in place to show up as the best version of yourself. And so for all of us, that's different, but it's knowing your bottom line. So for some of you that may be exercising or meditating or I don't know, journaling, your gratitude practice, you may have a series of self-care practices that you need to put in place. Um, A really big one for me has been, as you know, I love biohacking. And I also am a big believer that you can only manage what you can measure. And so I did a ton of research and I'm going to link this in the show notes below, but I ended up um, investing in a whoop (laughs) um, band. And so it's... um, a like a heart rate monitor, which you wear 24-7. I'm obsessed with it. It's like the technology in it is incredible. Um, it's not like a Garmin or a Fitbit. It's quite different. I'll, I'll link everything for you in the show notes below. But what it does, it actually tracks your heart rate, your heart rate variability. It allows you to see um, what your sleep performance is like with your respiratory rate. Um, also to what you can plug in all the exercises that you're doing, but it also gives you um, insights into strain and stress. So what it's allowing me to do is track my performance so I know if it's a good day for me to work out based on um, what my stats are and when it's actually a day for me to take a step back. And to be really honest with you, babes, I've been super surprised. It's really helping me to be more strategic with when I train, how I manage my stress, dialing in my sleep rituals. And I'm a Virgo, so I'm pretty on point already, but some of my stats have been not so great. So that just has shown me already that normally I would charge ahead and move forward, um, even if I wasn't feeling 100%, whereas now, because I'm actually being able to measure this information, I'm going, oh no, I have to give myself a permission to take a step back, because otherwise, that's just going to compound, and it's going to wear me down at the end of the day. So that's how I'm tracking my bottom line right now, which has been 
incredible from my perspective. If you've got any questions on that, you can hit me up as well and I'll be more than happy to answer them. But just as long as you've got a routine that works for you, I would really encourage you to to, to know your bottom line. And lastly, number three is like have fun and do the things that bring you joy. I think that it's so easy to be in this like tunnel vision, hustle mentality, you've got to keep charging ahead, but life needs to be fun and it needs to be lived and do the things that bring you joy, especially in a time that's asking us to take a bit of a step back, is that I think that we can get so bogged down with the day-to-day. It's like we're trying to, I don't know about you, but some days I feel like I'm trying to biohack my way through everything or I've got this never-ending to-do list that I never seem to get through or I it's so easy to think about, you know, I wish I was here, but it's about trusting that you're right where you need to be, but also like have some fun throughout the process. Um, If you're on the side of the world in Australia, like we're in spring, which is just like my most favorite time of year. It's not too hot here on the Gold Coast. And so I've been making it a priority to get to the beach every day and, you know, catch up with friends where I can and like just watch Netflix or like you know, I've been really loving cooking lately and like experimenting with new ingredients. And that's what I think is like, do the things that bring you innate joy. And if you're, if you struggle with that, make time for it, schedule it into your calendar. Like life is meant to be lived. And yeah, our circumstances have been challenging this year. We've had the carpet like ripped out from under our feet and we've had to think really differently. And we've been challenged to spend more time indoors or, you know, it's been more challenging to catch up with the friends or travel the world and expand our perspective. But you can still seek joy and fun in your everyday. It's all just a matter of mindset. So I hope that these astrological insights today have given you um, a little bit of insight to what has been happening and also know that like anything, we're only ever being challenged to become the best version of ourselves. If you do want more personalized insights, I've definitely noticed there's a theme right now. I've had a lot of women in business reaching out to me as they are already starting to plan 2021, which makes me super happy because I've been doing the same thing. But if you're wanting to expand on not just knowing what's happening astrologically, but you also want a strategic plan too, I do offer a life strategy session, which isn't just for life strategy. If you want to combine that with astrology so that you walk away with a clear plan of whether it's to execute some key things in your business or whether it's balancing your personal life and your professional life, um, I do have that as an option where we can work more collaboratively together so you can expend your energy in the right way and gain the edge that you're looking for. But I have so much coming for you, babes. I've been trying to look at different ways to help you from an astrological perspective. And the reason why, if you've made it this far and you're wondering, what's with all this astrological talk? It's actually grown exponentially in my business this year, um, probably more than I'd ever anticipated. The more I talk with clients and work with them, I've realized that I think that astrology has this beautiful ethereal way to help you 
you to connect with your intuition. It helps you to um, create more certainty, um, have more confidence in your life and know the direction that you need to take. And I feel very blessed that I'm able to give the gift of astrology to you. So... (sighs) Good luck over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'll be back with another solo episode soon as I give you a few updates of what's happening with the KG brand. Um, And then we'll be back to regular programming next week um, with an incredible guest, which is Avita, and she will be expanding our minds and our perspectives through the power of meditation and mindfulness. But have a beautiful week, babes, and I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.